Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. This is Rob from the Retro Junkies, and you are listening to Two Dudes and a Nintendo. No, I'm sorry. Two Dudes and an S. I think that's right. Yeah, Two Dudes and an S. Awesome show. Justin. What's up, man? I'm so scared. <laughs> horrifying. It's horrifying. a horrifying episode. Oh, Halloween uh, spooktacular. That's that. right. It's going to be a great one. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Monster Party on the Two Dudes in an S podcast. Ain't nothing but a monster party. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Uh, yeah, I got your song queued up, so you can uh, lay down some sick beats, or I'll lay down the beats. You lay down the monster party grooves here. <laughs> I'm I'm not good at this. Okay. All right. Can't you don't like me putting you on the spot? I understand. Uh, no, no. Have you seen the uh, video? It was like circulating on Facebook a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. And it was a guy who was like on a talk show and he was supposed to be a rapper. And so they put on like a beat for him to like freestyle and he just like sat there for a couple minutes. <laughs> like, he, couldn't, he couldn't get going. So he's like, well, maybe I can just read something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not seen that. It's that pretty funny. funny. It's pretty funny. This is what I like. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've heard oh, a yeah, rap my- to that too. Probably that's the new version. That's the uh, it's it's a little more uh, it's got a little more beat to it than the old version. That's for the new 2018 soundtrack. Yeah, you gonna watch now, it? I'm excited about it. Halloween's my favorite horror franchise, and uh, I love even the original. It's been a couple of years since I've seen the original. I think. Um, me and my wife watched it a couple years ago, but um, I love I've loved like every one of the remakes, the Rob Zombie remake about ten years ago, Halloween H two O is like fifteen years ago or so. Um, that's probably like twenty years ago now. Maybe <clears throat> you like all of them, I like huh? The, Even the one I that had Buster Rhymes in it. Yeah, that's H two O, right? Yeah, I think so. I actually liked H two O quite a bit. Huh. So, yeah, surprising. 
You're just, like you're just a Michael Myers kind of guy. I do. It's just, he's so, yeah, I, I mean, this the coldness. You know, I, I love the idea of a horror character that never speaks. He's just, he's a man of mystery. Hmm. Which I was reading about this this one scene uh, in the new one, and spoiler alert, I haven't seen it. But uh, is that the spoiler alert about... <laughs> that you haven't seen it? <laughs> <clears throat> no, the spoiler alert is I was reading about this article about it, and there's like this scene where Michael Myers is walking through a house, and he comes up on a baby crib, and there's a baby in it, and then you know. All the everybody watching is like horrified. He's about to kill a baby, you know. And apparently, he just like looks at it and then just walks away. Oh. And, yeah, and everybody's like, "Well, that, that that's even freakier." It's just like he just doesn't like. It's not that he had sympathy on the baby; he just had no interest in it. He moved on. So, no interest yeah. in babies, right? You know who does have interest in babies? Me. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I've had several. <laughs> Not personally, but you know. Now, I was going to say, uh, who does have interest in babies is Bert. Bert. Oh, man. I love the fact that this game has a monster in it, and that monster's name is Bert. It's hilarious. Anyways, okay, so we're talking about Monster Party. Uh, mm -hmm. No more beating around the bush. Uh, no more uh, making for awkward pod. No more talking about scary things because I'm about to. I don't. I, I do have to go to bed tonight after this. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's talk about. Uh, let's do some history. Want to do some history? Well, sure. And now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. The real mystery is going to be whether my voice holds up. Like, if you can't tell, I'm a little crackly. You do sound a little, uh, <clears throat> a little under the weather. Did you get your well, flu I, shot? I did about a month ago, but I'm infirmed. I, uh, well, I, I worked like 84 hours in like seven days, and then like right in the middle of it, I got ill with like just a cold. You got a pet eel? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, electric. You gotta be careful. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Would you imagine having an electric eel as a pet and also having cats? Like, they'd just be constantly getting shocked. Because <laughs> they're trying to put their hands in there, you know? Uh, to get it. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, came down with a cold, which is uh, can just lingering now. I was out tonight. Uh, trick-or-treating because in Lexington they moved trick-or-treating to tonight which is the 30th the day before Halloween why that seems weird because it's supposed to it's supposed to rain tomorrow oh so Lexington can just change what day Halloween yeah it is? was like all over the news it was all over the news it was all over radio trick-or-treat the 30th huh. so it, was, it was a big deal Okay, I got a question. Uh, I, I hate to go into a tangent right before we start talking about the history, but uh, a how do you tangent of a tangent? We didn't even get started. Oh yeah, that's right. This is a tangent. <laughs> of a tangent. 
how right. do you how do you feel about like trunk or treat? Have we ever discussed this before on the podcast? Um, I mean, it's as an alternative to trick or treat. It's kind of been a it's a big I, I thing down say, here in the south, you know. Trunk or treat. I have no qualms with it, but I don't personally like it because I'm a I'm an old school trick or treating guy. I think you should go house to house. But I'll say this: if you want to have your trunk or treat on any night other than Halloween, that's that's like the sweet spot. Yeah, because you get right? to do both, then, right? Right. So my kids went to trunk or treat on Sunday at a church down the road, but they also got to go trick or treating because, you know, they're on different nights. So yeah, okay. I like. I mean, I do like that. I guess. Um, I just don't. The, the the reasoning behind it is that it's supposed to be kind of safer, I guess, because you're not walking the streets and yeah, whatnot. Do do they inspect the trunks of these people to make sure they're yeah, not I, know. Like I mean snakes in the trunk my, or something? <laughs> my trunk's pretty dirty. I mean, I'll just be honest. Uh, I wouldn't want to be eating anything out of my trunk. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> no, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I just don't, there was this whole movement, like, when we were kids, as like, um, did you ever go to one of those things, it was, like, called Halloween? Halloween. The churches would have, like, Oh, the, yeah, it was, it was like, like, a haunted place. house, but it was, like, hell or something, right? Yeah, and it would, like, show you, like, what would happen if you had, you know, like, sex before marriage or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, yeah. just, like. You know, all these like moral conundrums instead of like, <laughs> you know, actual horror. <laughs> I did. I did go to one of those things, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That was always fun. There used to be, you remember in Lunar City, there used to be like a drive through horror thing. Yeah, you know, the go Haunted to? Woods. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah did you ever cool. go to that? Yeah, I went to it. Do you, did you yeah. know that uh, Loudon also had Haunted Woods? Of course you knew this. Uh, but uh, mm -hmm. Slapper Bags got to be the chainsaw guy a couple years. Oh, yeah. Back he in loved the day. it. Yeah. He was into it. Yeah. And that, okay, last tangent, and then we'll talk about some history. But, but speaking of that Haunted Woods, for like three or four years in a row when they were doing that, so my dad, you know, is Parks and Rec director, so he's, you know, kind of, over the park where this happens so he's always kind of involved in it and um this guy this random guy showed up every year like nobody knew like who he really was or anything but he just like loved to be a part of haunted woods and like the first year he showed up he's like hey i just want to you know be involved i like you know be involved in like haunted houses and stuff <laughs> so like oh okay it's kind of weird but sure they like let him and he was like really into it like he brought his own costume and everything and like he was like the most active person there That's and then he just creepy. kept showing up every year <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just shows up every year to work this haunted house for free <laughs> it's because he likes scaring people <laughs> that's creepy it, it hey, kind of you know what the scariest thing to me this year is what the fact that I've got these stupid invisible teeth in, and in order to eat any candy, I'll have to take them out. Ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what I boy. think about that. Right. Anyways. All right. All right. Let's do some party. history. Monster Party. Monster Party. Video game for the NES that was released in North America in 1989 by 
none other than Bandai. Oh. You know what? You know what toys Bandai was popular from? Power Rangers. That's right, Power Rangers. <clears throat> anyway, it was released in uh, June of 1989, but this was after some screenshots had actually made their way over to the United States that got some people a little excited about this game, but by the time the game was released, those screenshots had changed. For example, one of the things that uh, changed was in the screenshots, like previews, I don't know if those... See, I, I'm a little confused on whether these like screenshots were leaked or whether they were like, here's preview of the game. But like at the beginning of the game, there was supposed to be like blood dripping from the, um, uh, like the mouth, you know, the monster mm -hmm. party mouth. Now it's like green slime, you know, but, and there was like several other like darker elements to it, but, uh, those actually didn't make it over. It's still it's a unclear. pretty bloody game, so I'm not it really is. sure. Yeah, yeah. And, but which is my next thing is what's also surprising about this game is it seems to have somewhat slipped through the cracks of Nintendo's strict censorship uh, in that, one, it has a lot of blood, which that's not something that Nintendo is ever known for in the NES titles. And it actually references the word hell at one point. Uh, and one of the characters says, welcome to hell, to Mark or Bert, whoever you're playing as at that time. And it uh, uh, became really popular in the early 2000s again after uh, gaming circle in, in gaming circles when a prototype screenshots... Uh, uh, began circulating, showing different bosses and parodies. And the, these versions were supposed to be part of the Japanese Famicom version called Parody World, colon, Monster Party. Colon as in the punctuation, not colon. Or like, no, like Colin Powell or anything like that. Right, right. right. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> a, proto a prototype of the canceled Japanese release was listed on Yahoo Jet Japan auctions on May 26, 2011 that sold for 483,000 yen. You think that's over or under 10,000 American dollars? I would say under barely. Under, it's for $6,000. Oh, so under by not barely. Oh, well. Yeah. And on July 3rd of 2014, the unreleased... Japanese Famicom version was leaked online. But anyway, hmm. uh, I, I'll have to play this. Well, I just a little bit of a spoiler alert for later on in the show. This is this was a we should, we should probably mention how we decided on this game. I said, "Hey Justin, yeah. let's do a Halloween episode." Justin said, "Okay, let me just look at a random list of games. Let's play Monster I Googled, Party." <laughs> I googled Halloween NES games, and there was like top ten. And uh, I think like 10, 9, and 8 we'd already done. It was like Friday the 13th and, you know, some of those games. That I was, came across Monster Party. I was like, okay, Monster Party. <clears throat> yeah, anyway, and so th I, then that was my, th that was my first uh, experience with the game, period. As you mentioned mm -hmm. it, and I don't know how this one ever slipped under my radar. But, anyways, continue on. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, some of this game actually uh, probably changed 
from the earlier versions when you start to compare like the Japanese version that was unreleased to the, the American version that was released, and that was probably due to copyright. For example, the flower, like the talking flower that's in the first the boss of the first level mm-hmm. had a microphone and speaker box. And that microphone and something uh, uh, to resemble something from Little Shop of Horrors. Now, I don't know anything really about Little uh-huh. Shop of Horrors, but apparently there's a plant that it's sings. It's a singing plant, yeah, that eats people. And and apparently on that level, and this guy's kind of leaking into the gameplay, you can actually jump up on a quote-unquote invisible platform to fight this guy. Like if you jump close to him, you'll just land on something. It looks like you're just kind of floating in air, and you can, you know, bat the bubbles back at. Is that where the there. microphone or speaker was supposed to be? That's where the speaker was. <laughs> so uh-huh. what they did was they just pixelated over the uh, the speaker, but That's left the, left it in the game. So there's been like a lot of people like try to like find other aspects of that in the game, which I don't think that there's been any others found but some of the things that had been changed like the the pumpkin ghost with the spinning head was supposed to be an ape that resembled something from the planet of the apes what the giant yeah that's weird the giant cat inside the box seems to have originally been one of the gremlin it was supposed to be a gremlin okay and it's like inside of a christmas present or something maybe yeah yeah and finally the grim reaper was originally an alien from the Alien franchise. So this is probably where the name in in Japan, Parody World, uh, comes from, is they were actually parodying a bunch of other like franchises or horror franchises or sci-fi franchises, whatever. Huh. But I guess it, when it kind of came down to it, they didn't want to go through and get all the copyrights and all that and pay all that kind of money. So they just changed them into different characters. That's crazy. I, yeah. That makes me think entirely different about this game. And so, we'll get, we'll get into it in the gameplay, but that just, it really, that kind of blows my mind that that's how it originated. And then how some of the stuff yeah. got changed over. Cause that really changes my perspective on how that, how they made the game. But anyways, uh, I'm interested to hear about that, but first, I want to hear how you found this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, and I'll tell you all about that. And now it's time for Michael's quest to find the cart. All right. So um, I didn't have this cart prior to us uh, recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but... It just so happens that I was in my house um, last Saturday, just kind of lounging, kicking back, watching some of the baseball championship series stuff, you know, and uh, it came a knock on my door and I go answer it and got my knock on my door. Ah, thank you. I was hoping you'd do that. Uh, <laughs> and at the door, there's a little bird and the little bird had a cartridge in his mouth and it was Monster World. So I took it and I said, wow, what about that? Popped it in my NES. It didn't work. I could not get the game to work. So I was really frustrated. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of went back, lay down on the couch. Um, next thing I know, I wake up. It was all a dream. But fortunately, 
I go outside, look on the porch, the cartridge is there. Was it a dream? Was it not a dream? It, I don't know, but I got the cart. It worked that time. There it was. Mm, fascinating. <laughs> you sound you sound totally thrilled. Was that bird's name Bert? I don't know. I didn't catch his name. I'm assuming it was uh, Bert or Bertie, maybe. I don't know. Or Ernie. Could have been Ernie, yeah. Anyways, no, I All actually, right. I, truth be told, I did not have this cart. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, because like I said, I had never even heard about it. I don't know why I'd never heard about it, but because it seems like something I should have figured out by now. But anyways, I did not. I had not heard about it. And uh, we kind of recorded this podcast on a slight short notice. So yeah, I didn't have time. We were I didn't have to a, record another episode, but. We, we decided to do a Halloween. It's Halloween. Instead. It's Halloween. Yeah. So, uh, I just, I demoed it. That's what I did. That's how I, that's how I truly mm-hmm. played the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of demo, my dad got an NES classic. Yeah, I saw that. He's pretty obsessed with it. That's cool. So, yeah. Of course, I'm, I'm, I can, I'm just picturing your dad like sitting in the floor in front of the TV because the cords <laughs> on those things are so short and he's so yeah. tall. So I'm just trying to picture that. I'm not sure how that's working out, but he also, <laughs> it's funny because he told it to me as if like I had not heard of it. Like he was like, <laughs> he's like, have you hey, heard of these you things? Know you can buy this thing. It's got Mario. It's got the original Mario on it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, Dad, uh, yeah. did you know that I've been doing a podcast about the Nintendo yeah. for like five years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was hilarious because that's how he kind of told it to me. <laughs> That's funny. I, I I do think it's yeah. it's awesome how excited he was about that. Yeah, you know yeah. how my dad would be if he if he got something like that. He'd be like, yeah, "Hey, look, hey, son, that. look at this kindling I just got for the fire." <laughs> <laughs> just throws it right in. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, all right, let's talk about this game. All right. Gee, I wonder what these guys have to say about the game. So, uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, this is the, my first foray into this mm-hmm. game. How about you? Did you ever play it before as a kid or anything? Oh, no. This is a game that I would not have probably liked as a kid. I wasn't a big horror fan as a kid, period, and definitely didn't like horror games. And even though this is like cartoony horror, I probably would not have gotten into it. Yeah. If I had even seen it. Hmm. Well. So. It's still, yeah. it's, it's so. crazy to me that uh, that this one just, I don't know, this is just, okay, I'm just going to get it out there. I've been, I've been trying to hold back, but I love this game. Like, I was obsessed with it when I, when I once, and I wish I had more time to play it. I'm going to continue to play it whenever we're done here. But I just, mm-hmm. playing this game, I was like, wow, this game is awesome. Yeah, I mean... It's a really good platforming game. It's a really good, uh, well-designed game. There's a couple of things that we'll, we'll get into in a little bit, like in the controls and things that are a little difficult at times. Um, and the main character's weapon is a little bit annoying um, to me. But yeah, I think overall this is a this is a pretty good game. All right, let's uh. Let's go with the manual to kick us off on some real Let's discussion. do that. You want to? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So the instruction booklet is a spider web, basically. 
uh, with in Monster Party written on the outside. It almost looks like it could double as a Spider-Man instruction booklet. It's like a blue with yeah. a spider web and a red Monster Party on the front. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so um, it tells you how to play the game first, which I'm used to seeing story first, but uh, you know mm-hmm. they start with how to play. Uh, you have life, you have score, you have a high score, you have a round, and you have a key, which you have to get the key to beat the level. So that's right. The game is a just to tell you what kind of game it is. It is a horizontal side-scrolling game where you play as two characters, basically um, a boy with a baseball bat and a giant birdman demon thing that can spit fireballs. And you swap right. between them by picking up these little pills on the level. So that's pretty much the gist of the game. And there's like eight levels, I think, seven levels. Mm-hmm. Um, eight levels, yeah, eight levels. And uh, that, that's pretty much the gist of what the game is. Um, the manual doesn't actually get into the story, so I think I would just it do does. my best to tell the story. Yeah. So the story of this game, uh, Mark who is the young boy, is headed home from baseball practice. On mm-hmm. his way home mm-hmm. from baseball practice, uh, he looks up to the sky and sees a star. And the star gets closer and closer until it crashes onto the ground in front of him. And what? It's not a star. It never was a star. It's actually a little bird man named Bert. And the little bird, yeah. man, named, the little bird man named Bert says, Hey, you're going to have to help me because my world is overrun by monsters. And Mark says, uh, okay, I don't know how I can help you, but I'll try my best. And he says, well, you've got a weapon right there you can use. And uh, Mark's like, whoa, dude, uh, this isn't a weapon. This is a baseball bat. And Bert says, oh, that'll work anyways. And then grabs him by the hand and flies in the air. Uh, I love the... Uh whimsical attitude of birds like well i mean you got a weapon right there it's like well it's not a weapon it's a bat well whatever it'll work <laughs> yeah. it's fine it'll do bring it'll it <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's pretty much the game he takes you and then he takes you to the monster world or whatever and you mm-hmm. you're you are uh mark and bird well oh yeah they fuse yeah. together i forgot they about fuse. that part. there's a fusion episode there yeah there's a little bit of fusion going on mm-hmm uh, yeah, so that's it. So the the things you can do as Mark is you can press A to jump, you can press B to swing your bat, and you can crawl along the ground like a little worm, which looks uh, weird. Mm, well, we won't get into that on the uh, family yeah. friendly podcast. It just looks weird. Yeah. But what I liked about the personally, what I liked about the mechanic as Mark is that you can use the baseball bat like a baseball bat you swing and you can hit the projectiles back at the enemies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it, it gets a little tough at times but uh i will say this that this is such an obscure game in a way all the bad guys like they're not just horror type characters like a lot of them are just very obscure you know <laughs> like there's just legs that are like kicking around in the in the uh, in the air, which I look up and those are actually just pants. Just pants. Oh, they're pants. Okay. See, I was thinking what I was thinking it was it was the breakdancer guy from Paperboy had died and gone to gone down below. If you know what I mean. That's, that's exactly what I. That's the remnants when I of him. Saw that. Yeah, 
I thought about the paper boy breakdancing guy. It was like the same movement, pretty much. Yeah. But there's also like the fish with just legs. Oh yeah. That guy's pretty fun. There's also the uh, the shark or the fish dressed up like a shark. Yeah. It's like a big fan, but it's just a tiny. It's, it's like just a, a tiny little a, fish. It's a fish that's you know smaller than the fan. Yeah. yeah. There's just there's all kinds of crazy enemies in this game, um, <laughs> and on top of that, each level has three bosses, not just one. It has three bosses. So you have to the point of each level is to beat all three bosses, and you'll get a mm-hmm. key to move on to the next level. And you don't, I think. I pretty much played it linearly, but I think you can go back and forth and do whichever, whatever yeah. order you want to. I don't think that there's a particular order that you have to go in, right? Yeah. Which, <clears throat> it's interesting, because a lot of the rooms you go into, it just is empty. It's yeah, like they've it's... added a whole bunch of like little rooms to just waste your time, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. It's Which just, is... you know, it, but the, there's no, nothing hurts you or anything when you go in there. So it didn't right. really bother just, me all that much. It was just kind of like a little maze element. Right. So you had to figure out like which ones are the ones that you actually go into. Um, yeah. That the, would uh, be something they could have added. You know, like if you go into an empty room the second time, you, you it takes life away or something. Yeah, I could see that. It could be something. But anyway. Um, so the... The items you can pick up in this game, there's, there's not a whole lot of items. There's uh, the heart, which gives you more life. There's mm-hmm. the capsule, which is the little pill that turns you into Mart or turns you into Bert, which we didn't even right. mention. So Bert can fly, so you can just repeatedly tap A to fly, and yeah, B, Bert's the... you can shoot fireballs. Right. Bert's who you want to be. Yeah, he, the game is a lot easier as Bert. Right. Um, but you can only stay Bert for so long before you revert back to Mark. There's also a right. question mark. Did, could you ever figure out what the question mark did? Not real sure. It did random things. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you would get points or <clears throat> life or sometimes it hurt you and I could never figure it out. Yeah. I, think that's, I guess that's a, I guess it's that's a surprise. The there you go. It's a surprise. Yeah. Um, and also like the one boss that you go into and he's already dead. Yeah, that was that's hilarious. <laughs> my favorite game. <laughs> that's my favorite part of this game. It's like you go in it's like I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, so Here. technically, uh, spoilers if you if you haven't ever played this. I, you know what? Actually, I'll tell you. Let's stop for a second before we continue on, because this is a game that I would actually recommend. It's pretty rare that I recommend this on our podcast, but I would actually recommend you go play this game right now and then come back and listen to the podcast because there's so many neat little things in this game that when you experience them for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, to me, it just it, it was so much better not knowing what I was about to run into. Uh, so yeah. I might actually recommend before we continue on, because we're probably going to spoil some more stuff in this game. I would actually just recommend people go pull it, play it first and then come back. So come back. So if you haven't played it yet, go play it and stop the podcast. And then you can come back and listen, listen to us here afterwards. Right. Good. See yeah. you there. Bye guys. All right. Welcome back. Uh, so yeah, like you said that, so the first level technically only has two bosses. Because the second boss, you go in, it's a giant spider, and uh, you walk up to him, he says, uh, sorry, I'm already dead. Yeah. And he's got like a little fly buzzing around his head, and then uh, that's it. He's dead. <laughs> he gives you a question mark. Move on. Question mark. Yep. 
Uh, and then you yeah. already mentioned the man-eating plant, which uh, makes more sense now that uh, you tell me he's basically the Little Shop of Horrors guy. Uh, and then I actually had yeah. a lot of trouble with the pumpkin head guy on the first level. He's pretty tough. Yeah, and this brings me to my first point uh, uh, of contention with the game, is you have one life. Uh, you have unlimited continues, and you have pass a password system, but you only have one life. So you have to you have to beat an entire round or level on that one life. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to and, start the level over again. Yeah, and it's uh, one of the things that kind of frustrates me when we were talking about using the bat with Mark is so there's two ways that you can really use that. So some of the enemies throw things at you, namely bubbles. Uh, and you can hit them back at them. But there's a timing aspect. And I don't know, maybe it's the demo version I was playing, but the timing was a little seemed a little off to me at times. I think or it takes some getting used run. to. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I ran into that issue first, too. It, it doesn't... Uh, the timing of the to knock things back is not what your instinct tells you it is at first, right? You kind of have to right. swing a little bit ahead of time before it, like before it gets to you, because the bat needs to already be extended or something. That's there's there is something weird there. I, I agree, but, but once I got used to it, it didn't really bother me all that much. But it did take me a minute to get used to it. Or you can just walk up to the enemies and pummel them with the bat. Which that's difficult because that leaves you pretty much open to getting hit yourself. So it, that that's a, it, playing as Mark is tough. It's a tougher game as Mark. And then when you get to play as Bert, it's like the game just gets a lot easier. So yeah, and it, it's actually pretty generous with how how often it gives you the capsules. Like it, mm -hmm. it's not. Uh, it's more. I'd say it's more on the level of the Mario mushroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it gives you, it gives you quite a bit. Uh, it's not like the P wing or something. You know, if we're going to talk in terms of Mario, uh -huh. it's, not, it's not a rare pickup. really. Right. But it is a limited use. So, um, another, mm. another one of the, uh, enemies that I loved was like the giant minotaur thing that shoots cows mm -hmm. at you. It just shoots cows at <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, I never saw this one, but I read about it. There's apparently, uh, well, I guess, I mean, I know it's a boss, but the giant cat hurls, the, he like throws kittens at you. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming so, it's I'm assuming it's not a he. I think it's a she. And well, yeah. Uh, and yeah. you can imagine where those kittens come from. Yeah, she's just throwing them at you. I wish Sweet I had a cat. Out. I wish I had a cat noise on my on our soundboard. She's like, Meow. yeah, yeah, but I don't. <clears throat> but I don't. Mm. All right. There's also yeah. uh, so the, there's the cows. There's a cat. There's a there's like a guy with a playing guitar. He's like a punk rocker playing guitar. Meow. Was that you or was that your cat? Please tell me that, that was, was your actual cat. No, it wasn't my actual cat. Oh, well. There's a yeah soundboard, all right. But there's a uh, there's a punk rocker, uh, and the manual actually says he attacks with bad guitar playing. 
<laughs> oh man, that reminds me. Tangent. The my my favorite Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live is with him and Garth Brooks, and he's the devil. And he gets Garth Brooks to sell his soul for a song, but all the of his songs are horrible or whatever. Yeah, there's a guy named Fred, and he's got a pair of slacks. <laughs> Ooh, Fred's got slacks. <laughs> Oh man, that's such a good, good skit. Yeah, I love it. Uh, the manual actually makes another funny one here. Uh, there's the Living Dead, and they're zombies. Okay, but they're zombies mm-hmm. from Japan. They want you to know that they're zombies from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> there's not just any zombies. That's right. There's zombies from Japan. Yeah. All right, there. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. I will say uh, that what well, that's pretty much it as far as the bosses. Um, the intro to this game I really like too because you go in and it almost it looks like a normal NES game, right? Uh, it doesn't look mm-hmm. that scary really. There's there's some like kung fu guys or something like little, little Bruce Lee guys walking around. There's the breakdancing guy from uh, Paperboy kicking his legs around. Uh, but everything right. seems just kind of like uh, I was like the, at first I thought wow the graphics are just it kind of reminds me of like a Kirby or something you know I was like oh it's kind of cute or whatever and mm-hmm. then you walk up to this giant cactus tree thing and as you walk by it uh, I guess it gets mad at you or something and uh, the whole game changes like lightning strikes and uh, the the yeah. background the background changes and all the little bushes turn into bleeding skulls and stuff and I thought that was really awesome and the thunder rolls that's right Garth Brooks scream ah! way delayed there sorry that's <laughs> <laughs> alright it's, it's well well worth the wait okay yeah that's good uh, but yeah I thought that was a nice touch too there's so many cool, unique things that this game does. It's just, uh, you know, the gameplay can be a little bit frustrating at times. There was one level. Oh man, I don't even remember which level it is. But there's like, there's like fireballs raining down from the sky or something. Mm-hmm. It's one of the later levels. Man, I ugh, I almost changed my mind about liking this game on that one level. But <laughs> anyways, so there's one level in this game. I don't even remember which one. It, it sucks. I hate it. But other than that, uh, this game's pretty good. The, uh, and, but like you said, there are a few little wonky things with the controls. Uh, some of the hit detection on trying to hit things back to the enemies. But I really was... I really had no trouble pushing past that to enjoy this game yeah. just because of its quirkiness. The quirkiness is what makes the game great. It definitely is. Yeah. And. it? I'm just kind of looking at the uh, manual here again. I see the zombies from J- Japan. But also underneath it, it says Mad Javelin Man throws javelins. Well, yeah. What else would you expect him to throw? <laughs> I, love I love that they give the description. Throws javelins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Because a lot of these characters don't have descriptions. Like, you know, they don't need to tell you what a giant spider does. It's going to try to attack you, right? It is mad javelin, man. Oh, or there's javelin. the uh, there's the shrimp, the, like the fried shrimp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we almost Giant forgot about fried that shrimp. One. Yeah, it's like they knew that the fried shrimp was going to be an emoji, uh, an emoji one day. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny because if you look well, at the if you done. look at the manual, it says shrimp attack, right? And mm -hmm. so you think, okay, well, maybe they're just shrimp, like from the ocean, and they are, but they're already fried by the time you get by the time by the time you get to fight them. So right. that, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and the, the, what I was talking about earlier when I said that it really changed my opinion a little bit of this game was when you said that they a lot of this stuff came from them trying to avoid copyright stuff. So mm -hmm. it, it really makes me think, like the entire time I was playing this game, I was like, wow, these guys are really creative coming up with this really wild, off-the-wall, quirky stuff. But now that I know that it was kind of them, it's like they almost had another idea entirely to like imitate other people and other people's ideas and other people's creations. And then they just, instead of doing that, they kind of like weaseled their way into making this quirky game. It kind of, yeah. it kind of made me sad to think that they didn't just come up with all this stuff on their own. But I guess they still kind of. Well, they did it. in a way, just as a replacement of, you know. I don't. Know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, <clears throat> I still like it. Um, what did you think about the graphics on this game? So the graphics is probably my. I mean, I think the best part of the game. I mean, other than the quirkiness, but as far as if we're looking at the, our typical kind of aspects that we look at in judging games, the graphics are by far and away the best. The sprites are wonderful. The bad guys are, are great. Well, there's a lot of detail. And if you know, if you think about they were replacing these bosses with, they actually spent a lot of time on these sprites and, and characters that they replaced the old ones with. So I think the graphics, the backgrounds, there's so many colors and different things. I think that's probably one of the better aspects of this game. I agree. I, I, I like the I like the graphics a lot. I think the especially the backgrounds, like the levels design. Uh, it can be kind of samey in a way from level to level. On mm -hmm. on some le on you know on some level it can be kind of the uh, there's a bit of sameness but it, it all looks really cool and works I've, I've, and there's a lot of color going on and I just I like it a lot of blood yeah. too that uh, is kind of surprising Nintendo let just nah moving on yep. all right what about the music and the sound. That's probably the weakest point for me. I didn't think the music was very good. It was too upbeat. It was not horror. It was just kind of weird. Um, it wasn't. It didn't really feel like it was placed well with this game. So that was probably the weak point for me. Okay. Um, it's weird. Some songs are I really liked, and they really set the mood. They're kind of scary and and kind of fit a Halloween-y type theme. And then all of a sudden, it'll just get really happy. And it just... It, yeah. The music almost clashed with itself for me. Yeah. But I I really did kind of like it. I mean, I, I didn't really have anything against it, but it it also didn't just really blow me away in a good way. It's just kind of, meh, you know. <laughs> all right. All right. The sound effects were really good, though. I like the sound effects. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Okay, well, uh, let's, I guess let's uh, go to how much is it, and is it worth it? All right. 
So you can get this game from anywhere from sixteen to twenty-five dollars. We'll just give it an average of twenty. Okay. I'm gonna say it's worth it. I, I really like definitely. I think it's definitely worth it. It's not one that, which is surprising to me. I went into this thinking that this is gonna be some terrible game, right? Because I've never heard of it, and I just and found just it looking at a screenshot list. of it doesn't seem like it would be that good either. You know what I mean? Right, and I and and thinking you know it's a twenty dollar game, and usually we're kind of a little more hard on the twenty dollar games. But yeah, I think this game's definitely. I could see myself. Good... I could see myself playing this every Halloween. That's definitely. that's how I feel about the game. By far and away the best Halloween game we've played. Oh yeah. Now, we've played some pretty duds <laughs> in the past Halloween episodes. True. But I'm not counting that. Uh, this was by far and away the best Halloween game that we played. Well, this Maniac Mansion, we didn't play that for Halloween. We didn't play it for Halloween, but I would I, I do like Maniac Mansion better. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so it's unanimous. It's it's worth it for twenty bucks. I'm really yeah. I'm really glad we did this game. It it's uh you know it's 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 quite the shocker, but at the same time, you know, it's a it's a happy it's a happy shock. It is. Oh right. so how are we gonna rate this game? We, sorry. We can rate it or we could do some retrofitted trophies. Retrofitted trophies. That is if you have any. I've got some. Sweet. One that may be inappropriate, but I'm going to read it anyway. Do it, buddy. All right. You got. You want to go first? You want me to go first? How do you want to do this? Uh, I guess I can go first. Uh, the fir- my first one is uh, tasty, and that is beat the shrimp. Mm-hmm. And I said tasty, by the way. I didn't. I think I, I may have said tried to say it in too dramatic of a fashion. People may not have understood actually what I said. <laughs> My first one is back to the dashboard, and that is beat the big plant because I didn't think about Rocky Horror Picture Show or little I'm sorry Little Shop of Horrors when I saw it. I thought of you remember the little dancing flowers that would like uh, were solar powered, you know? Oh yeah, we we have some of those in our in our sunroom actually. Yeah, that's what it made me think of. So back to because you know people put those on their dashes. I said dash. Back to the dash. Okay. Let's beat right. that. Um, my next one is it goes up to eleven, and that is uh, <laughs> die trying to beat the rock and roll punk guy. And I may have misquoted oh. the movie. Uh, so all you people who are fans, don't hate on me. Because uh, I'm i nothing. I'm not the kind of fan of Spinal Tap that can quote it exactly. I just, I just yeah. you know. I probably shouldn't have done that. I'm gonna, we're going to get so much hate mail now. <laughs> well. Oh, no, it'd be fine. Okay. All right, my next one is 
whacking in the pants. <laughs> and that is uh, kill five of the pant guys, pants guys. Oh, yeah, because you're whacking in the pants. That's right. Whacking the pants. Whacking in the pants. Whacking in the pants. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Okay. All righty. Um, uh, I think I'm going to stop there. I've got a couple more, but they're just not very good. And we need to, I think, unless you want to go keep going, I think stopping, stopping on whacking in the pants is a good one to stop on. I've got one more that I really liked. Okay, go for it. That is the XTC uh, trophy. And that is Beat the Pumpkinhead Guy because of the song, The Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. Oh, okay. That's all I could think about was that song when I got to that boss. Peter Pumpkinhead came to town. You remember that song? No, but uh, you're doing great. It's a mid '90s song. It's it was on the uh, Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So. I yeah. don't know, man. All okay. Right. Hey, what what's up with Medusa, by the way, in this game? Because I, I had a trophy about beating Medusa that I, I didn't really like the way what I named it, so I didn't I didn't say it. But mm-hmm. Medusa's supposed to be like a woman. With snakes for hair, right? Or like a half right. woman, half snake with snakes for hair. This is just a snake with snakes for hair. I know it's weird. <laughs> I think it's hilarious though, because it's like it's supposed to be Medusa, and it's it's a snake with also has who also has snakes for hair. Yeah, very weird. Very yeah. weird. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. So, how do we want to rate this game? Hmm. Man, I'm not sure how I feel about this game. I wonder what the two dudes think. Um, let's see. I think <clears throat> uh, maybe in honor of the shrimp boss and Red Lobster Shrimp Fest, I think we should type of sh- type of shrimp. Read my mind. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'm going to go with Walt's Fret, Famous Fried Shrimp. And that is, I mean, it's not the best. And you think, let's just fried shrimp. I mean, it's not going to be any good. But actually, Red Lobster's Fried Shrimp is probably the best fried shrimp that you can get. It's like really good. So, uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with Shrimp Scampi. Mm-hmm. Because for the longest time, I did not think I would like Shrimp Scampi. Because I was more of like a just a regular grilled shrimp guy or just a, right. like some popcorn shrimp or something. I, don't, I was always just a, just a basic, give me just, just give me some shrimp. That's kind of always right. how I was. And then one day, I tried Shrimp Scampi. Uh, and I, and it may have been, you know, the first time I'd ever heard of it. Kind of like this game. It's like, I just, someone's like, have you ever tried shrimp scampi? I was like, what's that? I don't even know what that is. And right. then I tried it. And I was like, wow, this is delicious. Kind of like how I felt about this game. It is delicious. It is Wonderful. a delicious game. Hey, um, although I cannot eat a red lobster anymore. Did I tell the story about last time I ate a red lobster on this podcast? 
No, but you should. Oh boy. Okay. So last time I ate a red lobster. Um, by the way, the faint of stomach turn away. I <laughs> the it's the last time I ate a red lobster is also the first and only time I've ever had food poisoning. And uh, oh. it came from some like nasty lobster. Yeah. Okay. What well, did you eat lobster? I did. I ate lobster at Red Lobster. And uh, then I proceeded to eat lobster again and again and again for about eight hours straight until I finally went to the hospital. Yikes. That uh, sounds pretty nasty. Yeah, it was. It was pretty nasty. And now, even to this day, I don't think I can eat lobster anymore. Shrimp. Well, I'm still good with shrimp. Yeah. Well, you can still go and eat shrimp. I mean, is, do you, is it just walking in red lobster going to yeah, bother you? Yeah, I think it makes me a little queasy. Just, just the thought of driving to red lobster right now kind of makes me a little queasy. And this was like three okay. years ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I love red lobster. Some, sometimes when I walk by the little lobster guys in the tank at Food City, they're wave, they wave at me and I can just hear them saying, Hey, sucker. You want to get sick again? <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something about the red the the lobsters in Food City. That that was like the cheapest aquarium trip for my daughters. Every <laughs> every time we went to Food City, like we got to go see the lobsters, got to see the lobsters, and they'd go and they'd look at the lobsters and just you know they're just like so excited to see these lobsters in this like two by two little tank you know <laughs> and they're like it's just hilarious because it's like i don't think they realize what the lobsters are there for like <laughs> yeah. they're there for you to buy and eat yeah not that's funny watch them like you know play see your daughters they walk up to the tank and they're like ooh ah i walk yeah. i walk up to the tank and i'm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I'm never going to get over that sound effect. I'm, I'm just not, not. I love not it either. so much. You know, on the last Patreon episode, you weren't there, but I, I talked to, I asked Stephen and Cleva what they thought about the sound effects. And uh, they were pretty honest with me. Uh, Cleva said he liked them, but Stephen said, I like them, except for that screen. He said, I cannot handle that screen. There's something about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, And well, you were like, too bad. Yeah. And I was like, Anyways, Too sorry. bad, Stephen. We that one's it. for you, Stephen. All right. Yep. Yeah, I hated to miss that. That was, uh, but uh, hey, they they filled in nicely. Uh, yeah. I almost didn't even have to be on the show. They did a good job. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do some Make, feedback? Yeah, I think I got it still pulled up here on my phone here. But, um. All right. Ah, uh, I hate when Facebook. That Facebook app does this. It's like you have it pulled up, but then when you pull it up, the Facebook app again, it like restarts the app. Ah, yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what I've done, and uh, I'm going to sound like a snob here real quick, but uh, when I got my new phone, mm -hmm. I did not install the Facebook app, and I still have not installed it, and it feels pretty I've good. I've tried that. I've tried that, and I've gone significant periods of time without I'm, putting it on there. I'm sure I will cave and eventually. I yeah, I always go back. It so, is nice. Yeah, it's so right now... I have no distraction. 
Because yeah. I catch myself just on Facebook at stupid times. Like, I'm at work, and I'm just like, all of a sudden, I catch myself checking Facebook, and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Yeah, anyway. there will be times when I will pick up my phone, open it, and just kind of look at it for a second, and then my thumb just kind of like, it's like a magnet or something. It's like, mm, open Facebook. And yeah. I can't even resist. With it not being on my phone, though, I don't even think about it. I do right. still get on about once a day on the computer at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to update the Facebook group and stuff for the podcast, but it's been pretty nice so far. I'm sure. Yeah. Give me about another month. I'm sure I'll be right back on there, but so yeah. far so good. All right. Chris Vanderhoff leads us off. This is on the Facebook page, not the group. Okay. Uh, which was actually more active than the group this time. See, this is, I always post to all places because mm-hmm. you never know what the Facebook algorithms are going to do. You know, it's like, right. are they going to promote the page more? Are they going to promote the group more? Mm-hmm. I, just, I never know what's going to go up, what's going to happen. Some people will probably see it. Like if you're an honorary dude, a member of the group and, a, and you like the page, you're probably going to see the post over and over and over again. And I apologize. For right. That, not everybody is the same as you. All right, here we go. Chris Vanderhoff leads us off with, I still have my copy from when I was a kid, and I liked it. It was a standard action game and was difficult at times, but not too shabby. What is more interesting about the game is the history behind it. Not a gem. No, it's not a gem, but good. (laughs) Which good means better than gem, right? Because gem is bad. Gem's bad, Uh, so good is better than gem. Right. Oh, and what is love? All right. Uh, Love is... Uh, Between two people. Love is kindness. Love is kindness. Love is true. Mm Mm-hmm. Love is... I don't know the rest of it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Jason Petros, who has a very interesting... uh, um, comment no I, I don't know why I'm like <laughs> on his p- profile picture oh um, but anyway uh, he's got like carrots stuck in his nose band-aids over his eyes anyway <clears throat> I can't believe I beat it as a kid I tried playing it again a few years ago and had a rough time I think we're better gamers as kids though that's the oh, thing yeah. There's more time to yeah. invest in it and all that stuff. And he also said later, one of my favorites. Nathan Sweeney says, can't wait. Interesting gameplay. Fun storyline. Obscure title. Not a lot of people have heard of or played. Nathan Robite says, this one was an underrated favorite from my childhood. Plot was fairly simple. Beat all the bosses in the level to get the key to move on. Had a decent level of difficulty. Hard enough so it was enjoyable, but not so tough that it was unbeatable. Soundtrack wasn't too bad either. And John Simmons rounds us out with, I still remember going up to the Toys R Us counter and getting this game when I was a kid. The themes of the levels and enemies are great, but the game is hard, and I've never completed it. All right. Good uh, feedback there on the... Facebook page. Let's get to the Facebook group here. There's some more comments. 
leading us off is Joshua Tice, who leaves us a lengthy message. The NES is home to many great 8-bit classics, with many revolutionary titles, such as Mario, Zelda, Mega Man, etc. However, beneath all those titles, this console has to hold, I believe, one of the greatest and most underrated is a game released by the company Human Entertainment titled Monster Party. This game is certainly unique for its time, having a mix of challenge and fun, more creativity and general wacky nature than other games, and all good, all around good experience. So, what exactly makes this game a cult classic, if you will? Well, first, we start with the general gameplay. In this game... <clears throat> sorry, voice is get, getting me. Uh, in this game, you take control of a boy named Mark who goes around in a bizarre nightmare-themed world destroying monsters and very um, weird bosses found in doors scattered around the level. While this may sound like an idea that will get boring over time, it's actually quite entertaining once you get immersed into the game. However, something that sticks out among the gameplay is that in a rare instance, you'll find a pill that transfers Mark into the other character in the game, Bert. Once you are this flying monster... Okay, let's see. As any game should, this game gets quite difficult the more you progress through this world of eight stages. However, even though it is infuriating at times, it is that kind of stimulating challenge that angers you just to the point where you just don't want to give up. I say for a simple game like this, the gameplay was done nicely. As for presentation, I find the graphics are pretty creative and appealing to look at. Sure, they may not be absolute best in the NES can produce, but I feel they did a pretty nice job creating a unique and, might I add, weird world for the player to explore. Every level has a distinct feeling to it that makes it feel different from the rest, such as the seemingly charming first world all the way to the cloud-filled kingdom of level 8. But like other games on the NES, like Castlevania, you start to notice these graphics wearing down over age 20 years later. <clears throat> Despite that, it's still visually appealing to the eyes. The music in this game is also pretty wonderful, too. Sure, it may have the annoying plague of a lot of NES titles, of obviously showing the same 8-bit sound effect, but it is still a nice soundtrack that can get you into the game itself. That can <clears throat> Some of the more iconic tracks in the game, and my personal favorite, are tracks like boss theme, intro theme, and not to mention the game over music, which you might be hearing a lot, by the way. <clears throat> As for sound effects, they're not too bad either. A lot like the same effects, but they're still nice to listen to. All right, Joshua Tice. Wow. What the feedback yeah. he has. I, uh, hmm. I, you know, he spends so much time writing it, I felt like I should probably yeah. read all of it. But, I agree. Um, I, uh, I think it's, it was worth the read. I might suggest that next time somebody has feedback that long mm, i i think it'd be cool to hear it straight from the horse's voicemail mouth. Yeah. yeah let's do voicemail i don't know if it might be even long for voicemail but you could send us uh you could email us a little mp3 voicemail or something yeah. i think it, i just think if you know he put a lot of effort into his thoughts on this i think it would have been, been cool to hear it from his mouth but anyways sure. that's just me especially in, instead of your mouth which is running out of steam right it really is <laughs> Eric Purcell says, such a weird, wonderful game. 
I'm so glad it's one that the box art drew my brother and I to. Good to have you back, Eric. It does have good box art. Yeah. Peter Owenich? I know I butchered your name. I'm sorry, Peter. Um, this game is on my wish list forever. Leave it up to you guys to review it before I buy it. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Hopefully, Peter, you paused the podcast <laughs> and went and bought the game before we gave you a bunch of spoilers. And Dave Vaught rounds us out with, it's a favorite. All right. Darn Jaden. Anything else out there in the interwebs? Uh, just a couple of little things. Um, I'll I'll hit the uh, the honorary dudes list here. Um, dude, Jay Jorgensen says I only remember the half naked butt sticking out of the ground. There you that's go. All, that's all he remembers. Uh, Eric Purcell hits us up again. I love it. So strange and random. I also love all the homage action going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Philip Vaughn says, agree with Eric. I love this game. It's fantastic, and it's fun to reflect horrific hellfire with a baseball bat. And Yawn mm-hmm. Ian Hook says, fantastic game. Good. That Good deal. Is it? Oh, wait. I have, uh, I have a couple voicemails. <gasps> see what we got here. All right. Uh, I know one of them. I recognize one of the numbers. Uh, the mm-hmm. voicemail, but I don't recognize that. Let's play the one we don't recognize first. Okay. A whole lot of silence. Must have been a butt dial. All right. Well. Speaking of butts, I see. A, hopefully, this other one's not a butt dial. Here we go. This is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top Wow. 10. Wow. Top 10. I wonder if he means top 10 uh, Halloween games or just... Well, he said top 10 of all time, though, so... He just said top 10, yeah. I mean, you know. Nick Stevens, top 10 again. He's a big fan of these NES games. He loves NES. He loves him it's some NES. Out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. All well, right. let's round this out. You can... I'll... Well, you're, you're better at this. Go ahead. You've got the spiel. I was going to try to save your voice, right. but I can't do it. All right. So, everybody, you know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google+. Are we still on Google+, or is that a, is that a done there, thing? We're on there until they get rid of it. They haven't got rid of All it right. yet. So, Google+, as long as it's still a thing, we're on there. Uh, but you can always find us on our website at twodudesinanest.com nesdudes.com and nintendudes.com and you can always call us at 775-7-RETRO-1 or the easiest way is to go to the website that Justin just mentioned from a mobile phone click on the little phone icon in the upper one of the upper corners I think it's upper left corner and just uh, you know say yeah I want to call those dudes and it'll, yeah. it'll call us. Call and the dudes. Call the dudes. And uh, so shout out to the Retro Junkies uh, Network, which we are a part of. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Wee Dude, a.k.a. the Wee Guy on YouTube for his awesome stereoized 
mixes of NES tunes. Yes. And shout out to the Fox dude for the awesome logos that you see. That's right. All right. And might I suggest uh, while you're out there on the interwebs, leave us a review on whatever format you're playing with out there, listening to the podcast on. Uh, you know, we like iTunes reviews. Uh, we get some good, pretty good two stars on there sometimes. We prefer the fives, but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw a two, make sure it's it's good quality fun. Which don't good worry, quality two star. Yeah, don't worry. If, if I mean, if you give us two star, we'll we'll have some fun with it, regardless. Yeah, we'll we'll mm-hmm. at least poke a little fun at it. Right. Um, but five stars, we can have fun with you guys too. And then also, there's some podcasting apps out there have their own recommendation services. Like you can hit a little star to recommend, or like a little heart or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would ask maybe you guys do that too. So check and see if your your podcast service of choice has a little recommend button. And just go ahead and recommend that too. That's right. Spread the word. Bird's the word. Bert. Alright. That's it. Alrighty. Here comes Everybody? the music for the next week's game.